World Fair. Possibly 200 victims. And a castle of murder. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm Taylor. And I'm Haley. Welcome, Welcome to, to Coffee, Coffee on Death, Death Row. Row. With today's subject being one of America's first serial killers. H.H. H. Holmes. Dr. Holmes was a very interesting character as we're about to get into and this led to him having a few conspiracy theories you could say mm. he was one of america's very first serial killers so he's kind of like our um i don't know how you would say he was our, our first our very first yeah. he was the, the special like 18 1860s that's yeah. so far back that's victorian period yeah. started a legacy <laughs> <laughs> he killed nearly 200 people he only confessed to like 20 but with how many people he was suspected to have murdered and whatnot people mm-hmm. really think the numbers in the hundreds which is stunning okay. or it could just be rumors that seems to be a trend like okay they're suspected of killing all these people they only admit to a few like why wouldn't you just admit to them all because you're pretty much going to get a life sentence anyway for killing like 12 people or whatever why not just admit to all of them and be like hey yeah Look at this. You can maybe even set a record. I mean, I don't... Why wouldn't you? <laughs> set a record? Yeah. Our next episode should be about the person who's killed the most people. Mm-hmm. I think that might be, like, Interesting topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, one of the conspiracy theories about H.H. Holmes is that he's actually Jack the Ripper. The theory is that Jack the Ripper fled London after his killings, um, created a fake name, and became H.H. Holmes. Because they had kind of similar killing styles, and they also killed lots of people in short amount of times. Which, I mean, that would be easy to fake an ID or something back in that day. Or you yeah. can do it now. Why yeah. couldn't you do it back then? Exactly. It'd be way easier I think, to be someone else. I think John Mulaney has a stand-up about old murders before DNA testing. is like, detective, we found a pool of the murderer's blood out in this hallway. Gross. Someone clean that up. Like, it was so easy to get away with things back in the time. Because well, they really didn't have good. the technology. Yeah. And they didn't really have, like, were serial killers even, like, a thing back then? Like, didn't they, like, he was not the first. really come up with that, like, name and profile until, like, the 1970s or something like that? Yeah, like, around that time. Murdering someone, people just didn't assume that it was really a thing, you know? They yeah. Like, how could like, they murder someone? Witchcraft. Like, this person must have, yeah. yeah. Witchcraft. Yeah, that's what it then was. Then again, they put, like, cocaine in their cough medicine and yes. everything, so. <laughs> yeah. How I stable was everybody? Wouldn't really trust them that much. Yeah, one of the more silly conspiracies, um, so he died by hanging, and it was a public hanging, but (laughs) some people think that he actually faked it, like he had someone take his place or whatever, and he fled, and ended up digging up his victims, and then experimenting on them, and torturing them, and I think that's... Really? Is there any, like, proof? No, no. there is zero proof whatsoever. <laughs> okay. It's just one of those things, like, Elvis is still alive. How? Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. Or, like, what's the other one that's, like, stupid? Oh, like, Tupac's living in, like, South America. Like, that's a theory. That there's no people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, where do people come up with this? I know. And then people just believe it, even though there's no proof. They're like, oh. Sounds legit to me. Sense. But it's like, that, what? <laughs> that doesn't. See, even before, like, today's time with people romanticizing the, like, Columbine shooters and stuff, there was still, like, a serial killer fandom all the way back in the day. Isn't (laughs) that right? people have been messed up since the beginning. Oh, yeah, baby. This famous serial killer was born in New Hampshire on May 16, 1861, under the name Herman Muggett. That's a really lame name, by the way. It's a good thing he changed it. He was born into a really wealthy family and was unnaturally intelligent. 
and he was super interested in the medical field, which you think is a good thing, until the small child begins capturing stray cats and experimenting on them. He would literally do surgery on the animals and whatnot, which is, that's, that's key serial killer behavior right there. It's actually rumored that he killed one of his childhood best friends so he can experiment on him, th t on him too. The child did go missing around this time, but there's no proof and his body was never found. Once he made it into medical school, he stole corpses to experiment on and use for insurance fraud, which he would often commit. Later, he moved to Chicago in 1885 and worked for a pharmacy under the famous title Dr. Henry H. Holmes, which is, is, is such a cool name. We got a mad respect for the name. Come on, honestly, coolest part about him. It's rumored that he came to own the pharmacy after he killed the pharmacy's owner and the owner's widow later, later on, which, I mean, he's already getting quite the death toll up. This guy's pretty, he's famous for a reason, guys. Near the pharmacy, he made his murder castle. He purchased a vacant lot across the street from the drugstore where he envisioned building a grand hotel, complete with shops, restaurants, and apartments, along with sinister features, such as secret chutes and passages, an airtight walk-in furnace, and hidden chambers in the basement. Holmes hired an assistant named Benjamin Peitzel and started construction, financed largely through fraud and credit. It wasn't until after Holmes's crimes were revealed that the furnace installer recognized that the kiln was perfect for a crematorium, seeing as it produced no odor. Isn't that wild? That's no like, odor. I mean, how would you, if you built something like that, how would you not notice? I don't know. I guess, like, if you're burning like, trash, you don't want to smell that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a freaking murder castle. He was a charming, handsome man for the time and would seduce women, luring them back to his murder castle. He'd also engage a woman just for her to disappear a few months into the engagement. No one really knows the exact number of times he did this, but it was often enough to be referred to as a habit. How did no one around him notice that? Like, maybe he's he like, wow. Conveniently, every time he gets engaged, the woman goes missing. Yeah. Just, like they never got yeah. invited to a wedding, so were they just like... Maybe he ah. had no friends, and mm. it was like one of those things where only the, you know, the family of the girl murdered would know, and he'd just be like this mysterious guy who comes out of nowhere, and then, you know, gets engaged to the girl, girl dies, he's just sad, and he fades back into the shadows. What a waste mm. of money on engagement rings. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he reused the same one, probably. <laughs> oh, mm. Thrifty. Ooh, that makes me even more uncomfortable. Like, think of all the women that had to wear. I want to know where this murder. I want to know where this murder ring is. I, like, <laughs> someone proposed to me with that. That'd be rad. <laughs> Goth wedding time. <laughs> the real killing came during the Columbian Exposition. AKA the World's Fair in Chicago. In 1893, he opened his hotel to all the travelers coming in across the world who were here to see the fair. Hardly none of the guests ever checked out. He could have killed over a hundred people for the time the fair was open, and in the commotion, no one noticed the disappearances. Shortly after this, he moved out of Chicago, not wanting the, the murders to catch up to him, of course. He met up with Benjamin Pitzel, his friend from earlier, and they decided to keep doing insurance fraud together. From what, it, from what I've read, read, it doesn't seem like Benjamin knew that Holmes was a murderer. He just thought they were doing insurance fraud together. Their big plan was that they'd fake Benjamin's death and then collect the money and move out of the country with Benjamin's family. 
you might be able to tell where this is going. In the attempt to fake Benjamin's death, Holmes kind of let his old habits take over, and he actually killed the man. He went to the man's wife, now a widow, and said, Hey, don't worry. Your husband's still alive. It's all fake. We just gotta go travel and meet up with him. So this woman takes all three of her children and goes traveling with this guy, and in less than a week, they'd all been murdered. All the insurance fraud, which is Holmes's favorite second crime, alerted the police and they began to watch the serial killer. They went after him for his crimes, not at all suspecting him for murder. Holmes tried to evade them, but was eventually caught on November of 1984. He confessed to 27 murders, but many people suspect that the number really should be in the hundreds. On May 7, 1896, Holmes was hanged for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel. Good freaking riddance. So, with H.H. Holmes being the first serial killer, do you think he kind of paved the way for future serial killers? Totally. I Mm -hmm. mean, yeah. America was super young at the time. It was only like 72 years old. So, he was, in a way, the very first serial killer that the nation had. Mm -hmm. Like, the very first organized one. Yeah, the first one we really know of. That planned stuff out. Yeah. 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 I mean, he had so many murders. Like, back then, people, when they went missing, you just didn't really I assume mean, anything bad happened. People yeah. died from the flu. So yeah. Like, <laughs> so. It wasn't a big deal. Death was kind of like a fad in the Victorian time. It was a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. So like him just continuously murdering a bunch of people, no one was like, oh, it's probably a him. Sketch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, because it was such a long time ago, it feels a lot easier to laugh at this sort of thing. It's not like the 1990s or the 1970s where it's like some people who were almost victims were still alive, or the family of the killer is still alive. This is old. Mm-hmm. Very few people even remember this guy. Mm-hmm. So that makes it, that's also an interesting topic about how old something can be before you can really start to joke about it, or you gotta still make yourself understand that this was a horrible event. Yeah, it, I don't, I wonder why people don't talk about it as much as other serial killers, because he killed a lot of people. Yeah. And he was the first one.